I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It's not what I would call this. Nah, see, this is something different. A faggot nigga trying to make a living off dissing. Somebody that he got to know is better than him. But he feeling himself because he got more cheddar than him. Well, let me tell you something. You might got more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills to eat a nigga ass like me. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. <laughs> and we are in the house on a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yes, we are. Been up uh since like five AM, you know, went and got some breakfast, uh, you know, just chilling, uh, went to the grocery store, got a lot of stuff accomplished, you know, yeah, we're gonna have chicken wings. Chicken wings, yeah, we got some food so we can like, you know, make something in the slow cooker, you know. Uh, of course it's a major Sunday because the walking dead is back. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh we uh also went out and, you know, got a uh, very special guest hadn't been on the show in a while, uh, but you know somebody that uh, we're cool with, somebody we actually met in person since last time we had him on the show. Yes, uh, it's the homie Ty Diamond. Uh, what's going on, Ty? That's much, man. What's up, y'all? Chilling, chilling. Uh, you know, good, good to have you here, man. Of course, uh, people can find you at Ty dot Battle at MetroBrokers dot com, um, and they can call you. You giving out your number on the air four zero four eight two five five eight six four. Uh, but what exactly is that for? Like, why, why would they call you? You just want the ladies to call you? Like, know, what, right? well, who do you want to call you? Text messages well, and stuff. Now, anybody that's got real estate needs in Georgia can call me. Uh, I do rentals as well. Like, if you're trying to find a, you know, preferably a, a high priced, uh, condo or home or what have you, or if you want to buy land, I even do that type of stuff as well, besides just selling houses. So whatever you're trying to do real estate-wise, hit me up. I'm with Better Homes and Gardens, Metro Brokers, and that's kind of the new endeavor. And I'm glad that I kind of leave a uh, live away, too, off of uh, from the military. Wow, man. That's crazy, dude. Since, uh, you know, you've been doing, uh, like, since we met you and since all the stuff that, you know, like, you first started listening to the show, uh, now you selling people land, man. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Like, being that I sell real estate in Georgia, I could be selling land that slaves might start working on again. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> Paula, Dean, Paula Dean does, like, live in that area. So, you know, she yeah. might want to have one of those plantation weddings or something, you know? You never know. <laughs> now, Todd, hey, man, now, what what all, like, did it take to get, like, your license? Like, is it hard? Is it, you know, like, what what all, like, what's that situation like? Well, it's extremely challenging. Um, I, just, I guess I just start from the beginning. Um, you know, you guys know I was in the military. They had a program with the company that I joined where, hey, if you sign up with us for two years, we'll train you to get your license. Um, we'll also take care of your first six months of business expenses. We'll pay for you to become a realtor. Uh, just pay for all that stuff. They bought my cards and everything. So I signed up with them in April, and I start going to classes. It's about a two-month endeavor. Uh, or you can do online and it's at your own pace or um, you can do weekend classes or whatever. Uh, but I just did it during the week. In about two months, I had to take a class exam. And if you fail the class exam, you get another chance. And if you don't pass it again, you got to start that whole class over. So that's another two months Shit. you got to spend. Oh. Yo, wait. So, and so is that specific though? When you sign up for the military, they're like real estate is what we're going to get you into in two years or is, like is oh, there a no. bunch of stuff you can pick? No, I'm sorry. Uh, what happened is that. You know, a lot of companies are pro-military. You know, it gives you a lot of bonus points as far as with, you know, customers and stuff like that. So it was just a separate company, and they say, hey, for all the veterans out there, 
any type of experience you have or as long as you have been honorably discharged or you're still currently in the military, uh, just go ahead and give us your DD-214 and we'll sign you up. Uh, wow. So it's a separate company, separate type of entity. So I kind of just took advantage of the opportunity. So um, how long you been doing it? Like, you know, like officially licensed and able to sell real estate? Uh, I've been able, well, I've been officially licensed since uh, June. Okay. Uh, and so I really, within the past few months, I really just tried to kick it up and get into uh, real estate full time. I quit Toys R Us uh, a couple, about a month ago back. What about the I, discounts on the games and shit? Yeah. Man, it ain't even worth it. It ain't even <laughs> worth it. <That's, laughs> You're working like 45 jobs. I know. I had, I had to cut down. Um, they was trying to. Trying to get me to become a better slave at Toys R Us, and I wasn't having that. So. <laughs> Working this grave shift. So, um, what about like when you do real estate? Like, what what all does that job entail? Because, like, in my mind, I just picture people like showing houses all day. Well, yeah, um, pretty much that's kind of what you do. But you're more of an advisor to your mm-hmm. client, whether they're buying or selling, uh, giving them a little insight of what they can expect. Uh, you don't really, you kind of delve into the financial aspects of, you know, what they'll be paying or what they'll be receiving as, as far as, you know, buying or selling. But typically you're kind of a matchmaker. You kind of deal with the legality of, of the contracts that you'll be dealing with, with when it comes to buying and selling. But it's not it's not really that hard. It's just a lot of paperwork. But it's, it's fun. It's rewarding. I um, just had a client. Uh, I've been working with them for about three weeks, and I finally moved into a rental home. And just that feeling of getting into a home that they – they liked, uh, they were living with their parents at one point and, uh, I felt good. So that's, it's rewarding itself doing that. And, and once you get your license, is it just for that particular state? Like if you wanted to do here in North Carolina, you would have to get a license here in North Carolina. Right. Uh, different states have different, uh, I think it's called, uh, I can't say that word, but, um, I'm licensed in Georgia, but some states I may have to take a test. Uh, to take to get that license in that state or I could possibly just apply and get the license but it just depends on their education standards it's kind of the same way like if you were a lawyer I think Shirley once had the same thing she had to pass the bar uh, in the state she's in now because of the one in Florida wouldn't transfer over it's the same way with real estate now have you ever had somebody that's trying to like sell or buy a house but they had a huge mismatch between like what they can afford or what they could expect to get and what they were trying to uh, you know to get or, or afford yeah, I'm currently dealing with that right now. Um, she's with my first client, and uh, I'm still working with her even about maybe a month and a half later. Uh, she's a cash buyer, but the thing is that she wants more than she can afford. She uh, doesn't qualify for finances, but she does have a little bit of cash on her. But if we're working with 45000 pretty much, but she is looking at $70,000 houses, mm. trying to get them to haggle down, it's not going to work. So no, it's not. I'm trying to work a miracle, but... Yeah. It, now, it can, can you tell somebody that? Do you get like, is it taboo for you to be like, hey, man, n- this ain't going to work? Or do you just go out and say, ah, I'm going to try? And, well, and this just is within you your price range, honey. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit uh, of that. Um, sometimes people are hard headed. They just not, not, they don't know what the market is and what they can afford in that True. market. Some people still think it's a recession, so you can get sellers who are desperate to, to let go of their homes for below market prices, but that's not the case. So sometimes, depending on who they are, like she's work withable, even though she's kind of stubborn. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of have to let her bump her head a little bit so she can know that it's not going to work like that. You need to lower your expectations on what you want in the house with the money you have. Now, you ever, like, um, 
like do you have to like walk through people's houses if they like want to sell their house and they call you like hey i want to sell my house do you like have to go in there help like look through all their shit or what uh not necessarily um but you kind of what you describe to be just for them to stage the house so that way it can be show ready whether we want to put the pictures online or if they still living in the house uh we want people to be able to walk through and kind of imagine the houses if they had it um so you don't want it to be too messy because that that could turn off a potential buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever walk through? Same, and, you ever walk through and just be like, "Oh hell no, y'all not gonna." Oh do yeah, it. Ah! this ain't gonna happen. Y'all gonna need to paint yeah. the walls. Y'all gonna need to repair yeah. shit. Yeah, that's yeah. I had that uh, situation happen. One of my clients, their property management uh, team, and they they had a house that they just got done renting and they wanted to sell it, but the carpet was stained. They had appliances from like the nineteen nineties. And a lot of the, the the fire type thing now is that people want the granite countertops, they want mm-hmm. the new stainless steel the appliances and everything. So top of the line, you know, buyers, yeah, they want to move into a house. They really don't want to have to do anything too. And so um, we had to put that house on hold for a few months until they could upgrade everything, get the hardwood floors and and upgrade all that type of stuff. So it it is crazy like that. What what is the difference between dealing with the buyers and the sellers? Because you was talking about how these people had the house. Like, how was it going to them? Be like, hey, y'all need to upgrade. Is everybody comfortable with you know investing the money of upgrading, or have you dealt with people that are stubborn? Like, I ain't changing shit, and you're like, well, you're not gonna sell this house then. Yeah. Um. As far as with buyers, it's kind of a, it's, um, depending on how much they're financed for, um, what they're qualified to buy. Um, and if they're looking for some type of super deal because people would like to be picky and they like to try and buy houses that are immaculate for load for, you know, no money at all. Yeah. Do you crazy. ever, do you ever feel like it's HGTV's fault? Yeah. Cause yeah. they, they constantly show house buying porn mm-hmm. and it's always some unbelievable, ridiculous deal that I'm like, they no way that shit can happen in real life. $200,000 house for 150. You're like, okay, right. whatever. Mm-mm. You can't, can't work that at all. Um, <laughs> um, the, even with the same way with the sellers, they think they can try it. Sometimes they still have notes that they, they are paying on. Mm-hmm. So they want to try and sell the house at a super high price, um, above market value. So that way they can leave with some type of profit from the, 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 the table. And that's not the case a lot of times. Um, uh, cause sometimes you just have to sell a house and hope you can break even and not have to do a short sale or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unrealistic expectations, and still I, I blame that. And what I've learned from some of my mentors is that it's just from what's happened the past few years um, as far as how the recession was um, affected some of the prices. But I think everything will get better within the next upcoming year. Yeah, I, I feel like that TV, uh, HGTV shit is like the devil. Cause, yeah. like, cause, I, cause it, like, it's gotta make people walk in feeling like they know every fucking thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna tell you how to do your no, job. No, 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 now, educated. I watched two episodes of Sell This House this morning, of and I am place. sure that if you put a rose garden up front, we can sell this for twice the value if, of the market. If we remodel the bathroom with marble floors, we're gonna get our money. Right. Exactly. We like, put this little, little potted plant inside the kitchen. That's an extra million right there. <laughs> You're like, ma'am, you live in the projects. I don't yeah. care. I saw the episode I saw was on sell my house in the projects. And sell my house oh, in the Lord. projects made a million dollars this morning. I, I, I missed that one. Um, like my parents, they actually just had some people move out of the house next to them, but it was some folks that like knew how to manipulate 
the like system. housing system like they mm-hmm. knew the laws and stuff right. and what that happened was like they were all like guatemalan or something like that and i guess whenever they go like rent a house they send like one person that's like really cool and nice and professional that person gets the house as far as like a rental because they were mm-hmm. like renting the house out and then like 25 people moved in the house mm-hmm. they like unplugged they unhooked the oven from the wall and then like messed made like wires hang out so there was spark and stuff like that and then tried to be like yeah it's on the owner to come fix this yeah, we'll call the state and had a state come in right and if they don't come fix it then uh we don't have to move we don't we're not paying rent, rent. So they just like dogged the house out for basically a year and they just moved out yesterday or this weekend and they didn't even use a moving van or Mm-mm. like with 25 people. They just used a van <laughs> and just loaded it up like 35 times to move to the next house to do this shit too. But it was like you, you ever worry about stuff like that or is it after you make a transaction with a house, you're done? No, yeah, you constantly worry about that type of stuff because, you know, I have, I think it was, Three, three closings I'm scheduled to have right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that anything can happen and I don't get paid till closing. So any little thing, the tenant doesn't want to move out and it delays the closing or they want to damage the house. And now my buyer wants to cancel, uh, that the contract on the house, then I lose out on that money. So you're constantly kind of worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you don't, you don't make any money until then. So that, especially me kind of just starting. And everything is finally starting to roll into place. Um, you kind of hope that everything does go right, so you can keep in those paychecks. Wow. Yeah, well, and that's crazy because uh, talking to his parents, his parents was like, "Yeah, they wanted to to sell the house for a whole lot more, but they was like, with all that damage, they they was like, their realtor was like, y'all not gonna get what y'all think y'all gonna get, and it's one of those things where they want to sell it, but I don't think they want to fix repairs. It's like that's not. I don't know what made people think that that's realistic." Yeah, it's not, and and at that point too, you hold your realtor uh, hostage because now they stuck with a house that is not gonna sell because now you have a seller who's stint, who's not budging on that price, and then you have realtors who are doing their job. Because what we do, we do when we, well, any good agent they'll run comps on whether they're selling or buying a, a home with their client. So if if I come to your house and you have it thirty thousand dollars above what a house in that range is gonna go for. Plus, it's damaged, and, and we had to do repairs. First of all, I'm not going to offer you. I'm not going to advise my client to offer you what you're asking for anyway. And then I'm going to give them a price where it matches what's kind of the the, uh, the value of the house at that moment. So now you're getting the actual value of that home that we're offering, but your your seller is not going to go down to it. So now you have a buyer that you're not going to get, and you have a house that's not going to sell. Now, the situ- in, a situ- in a situation like that, would you ever just like tell them, I can't do this, I, I, I'm not work, I refuse to do this, or is that like taboo in the industry to be like, I'm not going to sell your house? I mean, it's, it's, it's a mixture of both, um, because at a certain point, uh, you will, you can fire them, um, mm-hmm. but the thing is that you're kind of hold, you want to, you want to be the one to sell that house, or you want to be the one to help that buyer find a home so you can make money. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of held hostage by that too. So you don't want to give that opportunity up because you feel like the next agent could come in and convince them. So you kind of, you want to be the Drake to save that girl, that lost, that lost girl at the Hooters, you know? So yeah. 
I think uh, I would. I think I would just try to make them get rid of me, like a bad relationship where yeah. you don't want to, <laughs> you know, you don't want to break up with them because they're crazy. Right. But you, but you would hope they break up with you. You know, I I would just start showing up late, and well, I guess then it affects your professional reputation because then they might blame yeah. it all on you. Yeah, that's right. that's a fucked up situation, man. It, it is. It's a lot of a lot of uh, you know, as Karen likes to say, rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful so you don't lose your license because you get the wrong type of complaints, and it goes to I think it's the GREC. And then you got these complaints going against you, and then you could be suspended, have to pay fines and stuff. So mm-hmm. you got to be real careful. You can't even use certain phrases that can allude to, you know, stuff like sex, race, uh, you know, even the crime in the neighborhood. You got to be careful in that because you can lose your license. You ever have a buyer that says stuff like, hey, um, I don't want no niggers buying my house or something, ah! like, you know, something like that? Actually, yeah. Um, but wow. it wasn't like it's cold words, like, you know, but he, he was. He was more up front. You know, he even asked if I voted for Obama. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And he asked how, like, uh, you know, he asked if how that was working for me because I told him, yes, uh, I typically try to keep it professional. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the thing about it is that he was a lead given to me. So I met him for the first time at the house he wanted to buy. So I just said I can either, you know, you know, puff my chest out and uh, say I won't do business or if he wants his house and he qualifies for it, then we'll just let this, I mean, I just let this go because I'm going to get paid regardless. So, wow. Um, you know, he did, he did qualify for the house. And so that's actually one of my closings. So I don't have to. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I that's just, crazy know, though. Like my shoulders and kept it going. Yeah. How did you feel, you know, when he said, you know, you know, I don't, you know, what did you vote for Obama? Like, did you know at that moment that the I- wrong answer was yes? Yeah, because here's the thing. Like before, he <laughs> said that he he prefers me with the neighbor with neighborhood asking uh, if it was an all black neighborhood. Uh, to that, I replied, I do not know the, the statistics of the neighborhood. It's something you have to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asked me, and so I was going to lie and say Mitt Romney, but then the thing was is like, what if he quizzed me on that? Mm-hmm. Then I would have been like, ooh, you know. So yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you voted like, for him. What was your favorite policy of Mitt Romney? Uh, the one oh, against the, the black people. Yeah, <laughs> I too. Yeah. You're good nigger. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to take that chance. So at least you know I I just was honest about that. And so you know he kind of did the little thing like uh you know obviously I didn't vote for Obama and then we just kind of just left it alone. I didn't want to engage in that conversation. That's weird yeah. that he would insert politics there anyway. Yeah, what what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, and- I wear a size twelve Nike. Can you go give him from the back? And uh, also, did you vote for Obama? Because Exactly. I mean, I don't know what prompted him to ask me that at all because we literally just got done talking about the yard. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sitting in my car. Did Obama and his slaves? He hmm? found actually did Obama his slaves come out here and uh, aerate this <laughs> backyard? So who's gonna work this acre of land, nigger? Yeah. So I, <laughs> does does race play a role in, or do you think race plays a role in? Uh, how people feel about homes and all that stuff or their education on homes coming to you? Uh, in, in a certain sense, maybe as far as because there are areas where people kind of have the connections and then you look at those connections kind of like all white or maybe it's all Hispanic. Because uh, in my office, we have a, um, a Hispanic uh, agent. He's one of the top selling agents in, in the company and he just typically deals with Hispanics. And I've had that thing where I've had some Hispanic clients, but I've been dropped so that they that way they could get a Hispanic realtor. And it's, it's no it's no issue on that. Uh, for me uh, personally, my own discrimination has been age. 
uh, typically the average wow. age of a real estate agent is uh, 40, and I'm yeah. 23. And then, you know, I, I look like a teenager. Range. So that makes it a little bit harder for me to get some of the clients because they don't think I know what I'm I'm talking about. Uh, oh, so, and that do, do you have the problem with them trying to punk you? Be like, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I have. And so, I mean... I mean, you're going to get that regardless. I've had to deal with that, whether it's been in the military, towards arrest, uh, well, especially in the military, because, you know, I just don't look the part. You know, people still look at me. You know, I'm, I'm 5'10", but I'm slim. I don't look like I work out a day in my life. Um, but people have a hard time believing that I'm in the military. So it's just something you got to try and overcome. And I think it makes me a, a better agent because I have to be more on top of my game do, do, uh, to deal with that. Do you ever look at them like, I can whoop your ass. Try me. <laughs> I've been yeah, a little bit. This. But I mean, at the same time, it's just words. Cause I mean, you guys, y'all deal with the same type thing in y'all arena. People attack y'all marriage and people thinking, you know, just cause you're online and, you know, you're, uh, you know, Twitter personality that you're not real. But, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't say it to your face mm-hmm. or they right. wouldn't try you in person. No. So, I mean, it is what it is. You just got to overcome that and, and just continue to be who you are. It's, it's funny too to me because like, I, I whenever I moved into my first uh, apartment, I didn't know you couldn't that they weren't like able to answer about crime statistics and like the makeup of the neighborhood and stuff like that. So like when I was moving in, I was just like, so is there a lot of crime around here or is it pretty safe? And she just answered like some like really like just flat answer that that didn't say anything. It's like, well, yeah. you're allowed to uh, look up those statistics. Uh, on your own, I'm not at liberty to say. And I was like, I wonder. Uh, in my why. mind, I was just like, in my mind, I was just like, so does that mean there's a super duper level of crime up here? She can't, <laughs> like, she can't even talk about how much crime it is because, like, they niggas will shove out of bushes and kill her. Like, you know, we was gonna rob them. Why'd you tell them? I I wonder why on that, like, you know, because it's one of those things where, yes, people can look it up, but a lot of people don't. So if they ask you and you have the statistics, I know those statistics probably change. Well, it's no, probably to uh, avoid, like it's, it's probably also to avoid discrimination, though, Karen, because, oh. how, like, like, that also would be a way for me to discourage you from living somewhere else. It'd be yeah. a way for me to, to discourage, like, maybe if I don't want black people to live in this neighborhood, I bring up the crime statistics. But when I go have white clients that come through, I don't say anything. Right. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. I wasn't even thinking of about that, but yeah, that makes sense. <coughs> yeah, Spur- Spurger, What what do you do? Because he he's he's actually right. Um, typically, the standard for us is that we'll tell them to contact the police office in that that area, that area and they can get the uh, crime report. But we can't do anything that's kind of like steering or d- directing clients to a certain neighborhood or or out of a certain neighborhood. So. Um, would you give is there any advice you would give people uh, that are either looking to buy or sell you know real estate a house rent or you know like any any advice well uh be be proactive this is where you want to live or this is the amount of money you want to try and get for a home so you need to do your your diligence and and do your research because you know typically people have that mind state as far as, as agents we're the babysitters we do everything you sit back and you do nothing and that's not the case. We're merely, we're really here just to assist and make sure that you don't get screwed out of the deal you're trying to engage in. So you want to sell your house for top dollar? Well, you need to, you know, do that research and, oh, we do offer that advice. You need to follow up and you need to make sure everything is updated. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure your house is squared away. It's, it's probably got a fresh paint, a coat of paint on it. Just, just stuff like that. If you're a buyer, make sure your credit's up to par. Make sure you have money saved up. If we, if we give you a loan officer, make sure you keep sending them the documents. So that way you don't hold the process up. 
what now <laughs> what like when you say uh have money saved up what like what percentage of you know like so what 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 kind of like what kind of money are we talking about what, yeah you know because somebody might be like i got three hundred dollars baby let's do I this i don't think that's gonna cut it <laughs> uh typically i tell my clients that they need to have three to five thousand saved up because that's generally falls into the range of type, type of house they're buying mm-hmm. maybe about a hundred thousand one hundred fifty um because you know well if you want to get a conventional loan you need to have like 20 percent of that of the down payment but um most people going with fha so you typically need to have three percent of the, the the purchase price then you got to have money saved up for the closing costs in case the seller doesn't want to pay uh junk fees from the, the loan officer um they're doing those type of programs so yeah if you have about three to five more hands you should be good to go as far as just you know buying the house now the other little fees i'm not too sure on because that's personal yeah. but yeah, what, what now what exactly that. is, cause like, this is what's funny, man. Like, we all know people that have tried to buy houses, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always funny though, cause you see like the process as they get more and more frustrated. You know, like, it always goes from like extremely optimistic, like, I'm getting a house! Yeah! Up top! Yeah, me and Roger and then, this and then slowly, as they like, they didn't know about this fee. They, they didn't, didn't know res- about they that didn't research fee. that thing. They, they you know, house was too high. Oh, yeah, you gotta get it. You gotta get it inspected. The inspector yeah. said that you need to get this type of thing, or else you can't. You know, you can't buy the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, closing costs. A lot of people don't know how much that's gonna be, B. or yeah. like what to expect. Like, and then like finally, by the time they get the house, it's almost like people that run a marathon where they're just like crossing the finish line and it's not even happiness anymore it's just like relief like it's like i'm glad oh, i God, got this I shit just, over i can't yeah, believe it's or, over it's or, done. or either like uh Derek and them got their house on the market and turned around and the people uh like a few houses down from them with the house like bigger and larger and more amenities dropped theirs to lord and Derek and them and they was like well shit now what are we gonna do because people are gonna go to that house versus ours mm-hmm yeah, so <laughs> it's it's crazy. I kind of I kind of live what I told you so, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, you have buyers who are who are so happy to to try and do all this stuff, but then they don't really have much to work with. And I'm like, look, maybe we need to come back to this in a few months, or maybe you know this is the type of house you should be kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. And so, um, after a couple of weeks of working with them, they kind of finally get it, and I can just give them like the biggest smile, like, yep, yeah, see, so we could have saved all this time. <laughs> uh, but inside you're like asshole you wouldn't listen yeah. to me yeah because there's the thing too like you know agents we typically have that 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 mindset work that people get have on us is that we should work for free until we get paid at the end right um and a lot of times like we should be charging retainer fees but a lot of times we don't and i admit that uh sometimes i don't charge retainer fee i'm trying to work on that because you know we spend all this time doing the research, dealing with other agents, dealing with the, the tenants sometimes that are still living in the homes that we need to try and show, um, and doing all this driving and paperwork. And we don't get paid at all. So we're working sometimes two months, three months for free until that payoff. And then sometimes, you know, the, you don't close the deal with the person. So now, you know, wow. you just wasted two or three months and you get nothing. So wow. that's and, and you know, it, it's frustrating too because on, on twofold, one is, is one of those things where, you almost don't know how to value your own time and service uh-huh. when it's your own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how when we came up with pricing for our premium stuff, it was more of a just like, 
what would i feel comfortable asking somebody to pay not it wasn't even about like what does it actually cost me how much actual time am i putting what would it because if you know to be quite honest my time that we're at a business i would be getting paid more for this per hour so it would be like well actually my time is worth blank but when it's like yours there's a little bit of like all right man i don't want to like have people go this dude's ripping me off you know Mm -hmm. so there's that part of it but then the other part of it too is like when other people are giving away something and you're like this is a value and we should be charging for it it's kind of messes up the whole pool because if you're charging what you should be charging like for for a retainer fee or whatever but then the next agent is like i'm so scared of competition i actually will not charge what i should be charging it fucks up the whole market. So now it it's like you shouldn't be charging or else you look like the asshole. Yeah, because it's so it's so rare to get charged a retainer fee that if if I was to say, yeah, I charge you $300 uh, for my services. So in case, uh, you know, we don't find anything, well, I just get that 300 mm-hmm. and we just keep moving. Uh, you know, they don't want to pay that 300 Then they can just go find another agent who will do it for free until they close the deal. Um, and so we can't really come together and kind of make that standard because that's illegal. Right. Uh, so that's, that's funny on his own self, but a lot of agents have been saying like, well, just use that, that retainer fee as a qualifier because not all business is good business anyway. Mm. So I'd rather bring up the, 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 the mere, uh, the mere message of, of a retainer fee. And if you don't use my services, the more likely you weren't qualified anyway, because if you're trying to buy a house and you can't give me $300 for the services I'm about to do until you find one, then that means you probably won't qualify to buy a house anyway. Yeah, that's really yeah, all. Yeah. That's all collateral and down payments mean anyway. Yes, that is. And, and to me, the thing about it is that you're doing stuff <clears throat> I don't understand. I can't comprehend. You're spending uh, countless hours, paperwork, and things like that. I mean, I guess for me, because since we do uh, this, since we are doing this as a business, I consider p- other people's time. Right. And I'm like, well, it's. Okay, I pay you three hundred dollars. Is so many people have so many things that they pay that has non-refundable fees. I don't see what's in between that and this. Right, and if we if we if we close, if that three hundred dollars is so important to you, like you actually you get that back if we close, oh, okay. and that's that's just the standard. Like, yeah, any any retainer fee is just on the the mere fact that if we don't finish or if the contract expires. And typically, with a buyer, the average contract length is like three months anyway. So three hundred dollars over three months or whatever type yeah, of yeah, that's really nothing. That charge, yeah, hundred dollars a month, yeah, that's nothing. Um, all right, man. Well, this is the Blackout Test podcast, and then you can find us on theblackouttest dot com. Uh, Todd, you know you have a podcast. Uh, it's on hiatus right now, man. Uh, is the hot pod coming back? Is Kevin still alive? Oh. Like, what what's going on with that? Oh yeah, everything is, is is good on that, and I still talk with Kevin and everything. It's just we just so busy and I'm trying to establish myself as an agent, which is, is turned out as a seven day a week job. So, and it's, it feels like it's 24 hours. Cause I have clients texting me at all times of the day, getting emails. Working on your own ain't no joke. Yeah. I mean, I get texts at five o'clock in the morning talking about, Oh, I like this house. I'm like, uh, <laughs> shop don't open up till 10 o'clock over here, girl. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I plan on hopefully having to show up within maybe a few months or so. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to buy my own house. And so this is a perfect chance for me to get one. So, well, it's almost like if you get your own house, it's like free advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it goes to my own numbers and, and everything. So, oh, so you can but, be your own agent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm be my own agent and everything. And I, I already picked out the house I want. 
And uh, it's, it's definitely still going to be there because it's the thing is, you know, you can buy display houses. Mm-hmm. So those don't sell until all the houses in that 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 community sell. So um, I talked to the agent on that property and she says that they expect to be done by next spring. So I plan to be able to buy that house next spring. Well, the, the display houses be the nicest ones anyway. man. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, let me uh, go ahead and see if I can work that furniture in the contract, too. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? All inclusive. <laughs> Plus, like, you can go in there and, like, you know, mess some stuff up on the low, like, and then just come back and, like, you know, get the price <laughs> down. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a whole lot of, like, mud in this carpet. Like, wow, it looks like the same size 10 shoes you wear, Ty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is the Blackout Test. Make sure you guys check us out, theblackouttest.com. Leave comments, vote in the polls, leave comments on your votes in the polls. Uh, that's all fixed now. Last week it was down for some reason, but, uh, it's back. So that's good. Um, make sure you guys also do stuff like leave us five star reviews on iTunes. And you can also, uh, email the show, leave voicemails. Just check out the about section for all the contact information for the show. The official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. I gave Ty a chance. He was reading. Oh, All right. You, no, it's too late. No, you shit. fucked up, bro. Lost your super <laughs> fan status. That's how it happens. That's oh, it. man. Yep. Sparger, you are now being promoted to official realtor of the show. Hold um, on. <laughs> it only takes one slip. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can do that. This show is sponsored. It's uh, actually sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. That's right, guys. Um, right now. You can go to Shadow Dog Productions and check out the worst movie ever made. That's right. They are responsible for the worst movie ever made. Not Cloud Atlas. It's called Final Archive. This movie was so horrible, we had to make fun of it ourselves. So Rod, Karen, John Faust, Kelly Ryder, and Dexter all sat down and did a commentary for the cinematic abortion Final Archive. Download it immediately for just four bucks. You go to shadowdollarproductions.com slash F-A-C-O-M dot H-T-M-L. I'll put the link in the chat. Um, but yeah, it's just us laughing at Final Archive, which is, uh, Dexter's movie. He paid us to laugh at it and make jokes. So feel free to, uh, to clown the shit out of the movie. But it's just, it's almost like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or back when we used to have, uh, Xbox, uh, in Netflix parties. It's kind of like that. We just sat down and made jokes about a movie as it played through. It was very fun. Um, we also are sponsored by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com and, uh, you can get 33% off of any order that you place. Uh, they have all kinds of different earbud headsets. Uh, some come with microphones. There's all kinds of different styles, different colors. Um, there's also, uh, in addition to your 33% off, you can also get free shipping. That's right. The best kind of shipping free shipping mm-hmm. um it seems like the they get there typically in a couple of days a lot they of people have been getting quick. them a lot of people have been enjoying their headsets and snapping and showing us pictures keep them coming yeah and uh for the and the best thing is uh they come with a lifetime guarantee mm-hmm. and we all know nothing comes with a lifetime guarantee anymore nope but uh lifetime guarantee if your headset set breaks for some reason your headphones wear out you just send that shit and get that get some new ones back dog like yeah, they, they, you know and it, and it's not even like these are some cheap ass headsets that keep breaking mm-hmm. 
nobody as of yet has told us like yo my shit broke Bro, yep everybody like i love them they the best ever so uh take them go ahead and put them in your wheel pass them down to your kids so mm-hmm. they can get their lifetime warranty tweakedaudio.com just use the code tbgwt when you go check out uh it like i said it helps the show we get a little bit of a break like a little bit of change every time you guys buy something mm-hmm. from there but uh yeah just get that lifetime guarantee in your headphones get your 33 percent off get your free shipping and like i said some of these headsets come with like the built-in microphone where you can like plug it in answer your telephone and talk on it like that so uh it's real cool man um yesterday we went and got to see uh let me tell you guys um like Friday, went to go see my mom and my dad while Karen mm-hmm. got her hair done. Hung out with got my, my niece. Beat. Yep. Hung out with my niece, hot dog water. Um, <laughs> you leave Layla alone. Saw my, saw my little brother, um, and his fiance now, his fiance. And, uh, we all just had a good time, man, chilling with my dad and stuff, just talking about random stuff, uh, getting them up to the latest on the dude bro saga and all that stuff. Uh, we had a real good time and, uh, like while I was there, I get a direct message and I see it's from uh my man Roy Wood Jr., who was in town this weekend, uh performing at the uh I guess now it's called something else, but it used to be this comedy zone, zone is what we still call it mostly. Uh mm-hmm. and um I remember being like, Oh yeah, I need to buy tickets to that, I'm gonna go see it Saturday. I got a direct message, he was like, Hey, y'all wanna come see me uh perform? Uh stand up i was like hell yeah i was just about to pay for that he was like hey man y'all can get in free just give me your name with the will call and i'm like man this is the best thing that ever happened because of this podcast like off tops like that is i felt major as shit i was like yeah dad you know tomorrow i'm gonna go ahead and see my (laughs) boy Roy. you know how it is you know how roy do you know oh roy Roy wood jr i'm sorry i thought y'all knew uh, you know, you may have seen him from Sullivan the Sun. You may have seen him on the Letterman Show. Uh, you may have seen him on uh, Last Comic Standing. You know how it is. You know when you get around in these circles, hobnobbing with the folk. Um, so yeah, Roy Wood Jr. Man hooked us up with uh, two tickets. Man, uh, I, I was so excited um, just by the fact that we were going to get to go see him, mm-hmm. especially considering I was going to pay. So <laughs> like, <laughs> it went from completely like. Uh, I gotta go pay to see this dude to, oh shit, I'm gonna go see this dude for free. Um, so yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we, we went out there. Um, we, we went and got Saturday tickets cause Friday night instead we went to go see Machete Kills <sighs> to which Karen loved. Don't listen to Karen now. She. <laughs> This, no, this, we talked, we talked, and, 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 and I have the right to change my, my opinion and my viewpoint. Um, I loved the first machete. This machete was not as good. Yeah, it's machete kills two hours of your time. Is, yes, it does. That's how I would sum it up. Uh, it was because he wanted to go see what the Tom Hanks movie. I don't, I'm because if I said I'm a tear up, Captain Phillips. Thank you. And I was like, I don't want to see Captain Phillips. I was like, I'd rather go see a comedy. We yeah. should have went to go see Captain Phillips and the Somalians. Yeah, I wanted to go see um, Captain Phillips. But we ended up going to see Machete Kills. And I mean, I was excited to see it because I, I would enjoy too. the first one. But, uh, it was so fucking bad. Like, it, like, it's a fine line between doing that type of film anyway, because you're basically doing a film where you're going, Hey guys, check this out. It's kind of bad, but on purpose. And that's what makes it funny. 
and then this one was just bad bad and it was trying to be like ironic bad but it was actually bad bad like it was no irony to the shit it was just like that that was a stupid decision to write and it wasn't even clever anymore it was like it just it was so over the top terrible man like don't go see it y'all it it was really really bad yeah wait till it comes on tnt and be bored on a saturday afternoon instead watching in the background and ty you got to see world world junior too didn't you yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to interject in a moment. Mm-hmm. I just shout out first of all, yeah, Roy Wood Jr. I mean, just a stand up guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Because he has hooked me up several times. I'm a, you know, like you guys, I'm a legit fan of his. And I'm, I'm just happy he's funny too because I wouldn't, I couldn't rep from his heart if he wasn't funny. Yeah, but, that um, is, by the way, that is the worst part. Like, cause like he gave us the tickets and then our, and look, I've seen this dude on TV. Mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, like I, I've seen this stand up, stand up on, um, Letterman. I've seen it on, you know, check his YouTube. I listened to his prank calls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I remember being like, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to uh go see Roy Wood Jr. I was so excited. Me too. And he's getting ready to come out with his first ever stand-up CD, mm-hmm. like his first hour. So mm-hmm. I was real excited because I'm like, yo, this is going to be material that he's polishing to get ready to put on that CD. Album. And there's nothing better than like that, like bef- being in the know almost. Right. You know? And it's it's funny because you said polishing, but it's like what polish? Like he... It's so good. It's just like he's going to be doing the exact same thing for the CD, and it's still going to be A-plus level. Like, the thing about Roy Wood um, is that, I don't know, I think I saw him do stand-up last year or something like that, but, uh, you know, I told him I was going to see him, and he was like, yo, I got you free tickets. I was like, nah, I'm paying. So, mm. you know, I bought the tickets, went there. He gave me a comedy CD, um, and so we've been in touch ever since. And then he came, he did the Sullivan the Sun comedy tour, and he came to Atlanta again. So, uh, I met him again and he gave me a free shirt and, you know, he remembers my name. He's like, you know, what's up, Ty D and, and all that stuff. And it's just, man, and Roy, he's so funny. If you, mm-hmm. if he's ever in your city, y'all need to go check him out. Go support yeah. him. So uh, like, that's the thing. We're on our way to the show yeah. and I started getting nervous then because I was like, I don't even know why I panicked like this, but I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> what, what if it's not as funny as, it was before like what if we go this time and it is not funny and then afterwards i gotta awkwardly be like oh man that was good you know you tried because i don't want to lie and right. be like this is that it'll this show is. your face it'll show like yeah it'll show if you didn't really think it was funny man i don't even know why i was worried dude it was it was such a ridiculous like i was more nervous for him like let me tell you how nervous i was for him we pulled up because we use valet when we go to the comedy zone we don't go that often but i like the convenience of getting in and out so it's right. like why not you know you're only doing this a couple times you know a year or whatever so um we're doing the the valet or whatever and, which, and, and his car literally pulls up right in front of us and i saw him get out of the car and then like drive a little forward and go sit in the passenger seat or whatever right and so I didn't recognize him immediately, like, oh, shit, that's Roy. And we're getting out the car, and I was like, I was going to go over and speak and be like, yo, thanks for the tickets, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, he might be in the zone. <laughs> like, what if he's in the zone? And I'm the one. Messing it up. I fuck up his zone, and then he don't have as good a performance as he needs to because this shit was awkward. And then things are fucked up, and then it's my fault that he didn't do good. So, like, I just uh walked by and didn't, didn't wave or nothing. I just told Karen, like, yo, that's him right there. And then we were like. Walked in the wheel call, got our got our tickets or whatever. Um, 
to which honestly man i don't think the comedy zone is as organized as they like to say because no they're not i really feel like they just go um because you can order ticket specific seats mm-hmm. but when they write down the seats if someone's already sitting there they just move you like yeah. that, that's like the yeah. third time that's happened where they just was like yeah you in section 140 uh actually come over here and we're gonna sit you over here let's instead. sit here you know this is a good spot too i'm like what what happened <laughs> yeah you know but um yet dude the set was so tight man like um we had the obviously you know for people that's not familiar with comedy we had our mc which is our local guy from charlotte you know we've been to like three or four different shows here in charlotte and it's it was a different dude but you know your mc guy is less of a like he's not gonna do 15 20 minutes like it's more like he does five or six minutes it's very local very like uh not really like it's not even that funny a lot of the time but they 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 don't i feel like the mc's job is kind of just to keep the show moving yes right, just tread water yeah, yeah so i don't hold it against them yeah well they can't be too funny but they have to kind of tell jokes between the two to the five minutes yeah it's a lot of like you know working hard hardly working type type of humor mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then uh and then of course like it's always funny because the mc like We'll try to have like a good joke to end on, but then right after that good joke, they always, it's like they always forget that they have to say all the shit for the comedy club. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, right, because women are crazy. All right. Well, that's my time. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, don't, don't, don't forget to tip your waitresses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judah Freelander will be here, um, uh, Saturday and then, uh, of course on next Sunday, make sure you look out for, uh, nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey the morning, morning show. show. Uh, we, uh, don't forget also you can, uh, if you want to order anything, just keep your cell phones down and turn up your car. and Carlos Mencia will be here next week yeah it, it was just it's kind of funny like how like it ends on a high note then back to like oh wait let me uh let me do all the business I forgot that shit um and then uh they brought out this other dude and I keep forgetting his name man um his name was Todd something but yes. it was funny though because he kept saying like uh one of his repeating punchlines his callback jokes was my name is Brian. So it's like anytime something fucked up, he says his name is Brian. That way people can't tell it's him and all this stuff. Um, but I was like, hey, how many people left this comedy club thinking that this dude's name is Brian and looking up somebody named Brian, uh, and his name is Todd. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, cause he said that was like his repeated joke is like, hey, my name is Brian. I was like, I guarantee some people did not even fucking get that. And they're just walking home like, who is the guy who opened for Roy Jr.? Brian. Brian something. Yeah. Brian. Oh, Brian. Where can I find this dude? <laughs> yeah. And the, the funniest part about it is that, uh, most of the crowd was predominantly white. And so he was joking at them. And well, I wouldn't even say most of it was predominantly white. It was a few white people. Yeah, there. it was a few white people. Yeah. And the funny part was that he was joking. He's a white dude, too. He was joking that they got lost and they meant to buy NASCAR tickets. Yeah. And ended up buying these tickets. <laughs> like, he like, clicked the wrong thing on StubHub. He, but he was good, man. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. Very polished, man. And, like, mm-hmm. this, uh, unlike when we saw David Tell, like, this dude was actually, um, pretty good like yes he was you could tell he probably didn't have an hour maybe that good but he had a good 20 minutes yes and uh it was a real solid set man he like uh, he did a great job in my opinion like good callback jokes mm-hmm. like when we saw david tell it's like david tell just picked up like three random dudes that live in charlotte was like y'all <laughs> want to do some stand-up because like yeah some of their jokes were like so raw man like is like it is and it always is weird when you see like a person that's real raw with their jokes yeah. followed by somebody that's like a polished 
consummate professional that can probably like go anywhere and do like 45 minutes to an hour yes it's such a stark difference because you had your like it's like well that joke didn't land and i don't think he really thought that joke it's out true. yeah he had, this joke, he had practiced you know, this one before and then all of a sudden your your your, your uh, headliner comes out and it's like immediately the whole room changes because they're like oh this dude knows what he's doing so uh but it wasn't that type of huge jump it wasn't a huge drop this time it was just like boom this guy's good mc comes back out then roy comes out and man when i say he killed it man like he he had everyone in there dying the whole the whole show we had such a good time and i'm glad that they kind of set us in the back versus because at first they were probably gonna sit us like up front yeah with the lights but i'm glad they set us in the back because i have a heavy loud laugh and so the whole time oh, oh really you don't say <laughs> <laughs> i know if y'all ain't figured that out by now so i was like yeah let me laugh back here in the back by myself in the darkness where can't nobody see me there was one dude laughing though that was he was killing karen he was way way ridiculous like yes well he laughed he he did one it was a one note laugh it was like every time it's like Wood jr would be like uh well because you know i don't know like right to you by the people that say you shouldn't text when you drive or something like that and that'd be the punchline and then dude would be like ha then <laughs> that's it like it's no, no the whole laugh there was no like no second part to his laugh it was no chuckling it was no build up just a long ass ha and he was done he was yeah like, and it and it was just it was just hilarious it was funny because where it was picking at the different people he was like some of y'all laughing or some of y'all just nodding for my approval like some people would laugh out loud i guess because he looked across they would like nod their heads and mm. but i'm a laugher so yeah keep me in the back in the darkness but uh yeah he he was good man like it, uh, honestly like right now i think would be the time to see him yes if you're if you can in your city uh check out his tour dates man uh ask him on twitter if, he, if he's coming through because uh i recommend everybody go see it man because mm-hmm. and it's worth the money it's i was laughing so hard man like where you laughing in the car coming home you can't even remember all oh, the, the jokes, jokes. Yeah, you're just laughing that, so hard you remember that feeling and uh yeah definitely yeah if you can't meet roy and talk to him do it before he blows up because it's a matter of time mm-hmm. and i mean it's, it's always good to kind of know people before before the big blow up happens because then you kind of they get separated by that wall sometimes you can't make that contact but roy he's like he's one of the few people i will regardless of what i'll pay for that ticket don't mm-hmm. don't give me a comp let me pay you that twenty dollars that mm-hmm. that forty dollars whatever it is against that club to see um so just if he's listening I know he's a fan of the show, man. Roy, just just thank you for the person you are and just how funny you are. Keep yeah, up doing yeah. that. And we we met him like after the show and everything too, and like you know exchanged greetings and uh, he gave us like a CD and stuff. It was yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool as shit because like I said, he didn't have to do any of this. No, he didn't because right. I was gonna pay to go anyway. Like it it literally was just a matter of like me getting home that night and going to buy my tickets. Like right. it, it wasn't even like a question in my mind. Like I might not go. I was like. I'm going like that. Yeah, we, like we, we, that's not even a question. The, just the the idea of getting a hookup was so beyond. Me. I was like, right. is this how it? Is this how it feels to be on the famous? Inside? I know. I didn't. I didn't know how to respond. And yeah. it was and it was funny because when I went up, we greeted him. He greeted me and stuff like that. And I looked at him and I gave him my hand. I was like, Can I get a hug? And he looked at Roger. He was like looking at Roger like, Um, well, you know, you know, this big, this big <laughs> nigga right here. I was like, It's, it's okay. I, I can hug you, sweetie. He didn't know how to respond. <laughs> right. 
shout out to Roy because he he doesn't owe us any obligation, but he no. he's so personable. Yeah. And, and and last thing too, I'm giving out thanks. Like you know, I've I've been meaning to call into the show for you guys, um, but you know stuff happens. But just the stuff that's been going on, people attacking you guys. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm Team Rod and Karen, um, and that's from the heart. Like Aww. I don't know how long I've been following you guys. It's been about what three or four years, but mm-hmm. I mean. The stuff that y'all have done personally for me, like I can't, there's not enough thanks in the world. Um, whether it's been the Christmas cards or even when I went away to uh, training and stuff, like just the shout outs on the show, you know, the, the messages as far as like, Hey, how you doing? Just going back and forth, like, you know, offline, uh, caring for just, you know, talking to me, giving me advice on life and, and things like that. And Rod being so cool, like never. I never see a day where I'd be against Rod and Karen. So anybody who does have a problem or anything like that. Y'all got my number now, so it is what it is. Like, don't, uh, well, don't play I, we, that. we appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Please, nobody call Todd to, yeah. to fight to him. harass him. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. no no podcast related uh, violence or uh, harassment. But uh, yeah, we we love you too, Todd. We've yeah. been busy, been doing a lot of different things and stuff like that. But just know that love is always there. Yeah, man, we appreciate it, dog. Plus, man, you make us look good. Like every time yeah, we talk you do. to you. You doing something better with your life? So. I clear. He be like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. He be like, I got another job and I got another yeah. license and I'm doing something else and I got another degree. Right. I mean, like this, you know, this kind of listeners we need, man. Yeah. And on top of that, y'all got free uh realty, uh real, real estate, estate advice. advice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. look tie up, y'all. Yeah. If you're in Georgia, you definitely want to uh, holler at him, man. Yeah, you do. Uh, because he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and uh, that's what you need in your life. Um, yeah, and if, if you're in the military and uh, you want to do real estate here in Georgia, yeah, hit me up, and I can get you guys into the program too. And you guys will be agents, so no doubt, man. Um, but yeah, that, let's let's talk about some current events and stuff, man. A lot of stuff going on with the U.S. government, the military, and all that stuff. Uh, did y'all know that China is like uh, so the United States? Is fucking around playing politics with their economy, owing us all this money. Uh, about to default on this debt, you know, because you got to raise the debt ceiling. And guess who we owe all our money to? China. They said uh, maybe it's time that we de-Americanize the uh, global economy. As you as as U.S. politicians of both political parties fail to find a viable deal to bring normality to the body politic. They brag about it is perhaps a good time for the befuddled world to start considering building a de-Americanized world. The commentary on the state news agency Xinhua said in a lengthy, <laughs> that's how I spelled, in a lengthy polemic <laughs> against uh, American hegemony against system, anime. since World War Two. It added such alarming days when the destinies of others are in the hands of a hypocritical nation have been terminated. Wow, I think that's also the mm. synopsis of uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, and they like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Y'all y'all go fuck around and have everybody lose money because y'all don't want to talk. Yeah. yeah. China's... I, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I was about to say, I can't wait till they start building the sweatshops over here mm-hmm. and we got to start making their accessories and all their little products now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm my just head. getting ready to work in the sweatshop and I'm already got my little initials I'm going to put when it say made in the USA. I'm just going to put TD like, right beside it so you know it came from me. The good news <laughs> is that phones will get bigger because we have two big fat hands. Like, <laughs> like we'll, phones will be like 10 inches big and shit. They'll be like notebooks because American hands are too, too fat to get up in there and, and change those little parts. 
um a new world order should be put in place according to which all nations big or small poor or rich can have their key interests respected and protected on an equal footing um so yeah china's not playing that shit dog yeah. this was this is like uh it's gotta be like two weeks now into this government shutdown mm-hmm. right and uh it, there's really no end in sight like they're starting mm-hmm. to have like talks but then all the talks end with this was rejected by the senate or you know they sat down but then they said fuck you suck my dick and <laughs> i kiss my ass yeah it's like none of <laughs> none of this shit seems to be working so mm-hmm. i don't know man i feel like uh maybe china has a point yeah i mean isn't it crazy though that the government is shut down and in what about four or five days we're about to default and yeah. there's like no rights like our government is shut down and we are just like for the most part we're working like nothing's happening right now it's crazy like yeah. it's, it just blows my mind thinking about that it's like it's like a movie or some shit yeah like, and, and i think for most people it really hasn't hit home. The, the government yeah. shutdown affects a lot of people. But until yeah. you dial 911 and they be like, we can't come because we're furloughed or your house is on fire. That was like, that bitch got to burn. That's when people going to get concerned. It feels yeah. like they're going to cut the blue wire with one second left, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't alive. What, it was 86 or something like that when they said the last actual real shutdown happened yeah, or something like that. Bill Clinton. What, Bill Clinton? No, Bill Clinton had one 17 years ago, and that led to oh, the Monica, yeah. that led to the Monica Lewinsky scandal, and that's mostly because he didn't have shit to do, man. He's like, I need to get some head or something. I mean, I'm just sitting around the White House twiddling my thumbs. Might as well get a blowjob. You must a, a nigga is stressed, Monica. So right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shut down on this dick, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm be honest. Uh, it has affected me. Um, I haven't got my check from uh, when I went to drill last month. Uh, my mom, she's waiting on her check too, cause she, she works for the post office and she's also in the military. Mm. And, uh, she was on orders the last few months and so they haven't paid her her last couple little checks, but, um, yeah, it's, it's real out there. And, yeah. Uh, it absolutely is. Like, yeah, that's it, the thing, because people keep going, well, when it starts to affect people, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Affect- it affects people from day when, one. When, when people two weeks ago went and them direct deposits didn't come in, that affected people. Yeah, it's going to get worse because a lot of the uh, industry or not, a lot of the uh, things that stayed open still only had an operating budget of like a month. Yeah, at the max. So some of this shit that people are assuming is okay is not actually okay. It was okay if shit started back in a in a a month. month. And even then, I bet you some of that shit is fucked up too because I. I I I guarantee that some of the stuff is going to be like, well, we had a month operating budget, but. When the government cut down funds for a month, if we don't get that money back, people are still going to miss checks. They'll just miss checks a month later than everybody else. Right, why? Yeah. It, it, there's like we already operate way too close to the red line budget budget wise anyway. So for people to even think that this shit is not affecting people, um, it's affecting a lot of people, man. Yeah, it is. You know who else is affecting celebrities? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did you not know? Your yeah. Michael Douglas. Finally revealed that he lied about having throat cancer. Why? Yeah. But he still loves eating coochie. What a what a Why? First lied of all, about that woman's vagina. What a disrespectful thing to people that have actually had throat cancer. Yeah. Yes, it is. Right. Okay. Number two, what a diff- disrespectful thing to Catherine Zeta Jones' vagina. Yes. <laughs> he said, and this is when I said, I know there's trouble in paradise. They got to be getting a divorce. 
and lo and behold they got a divorce a month later but anytime you say eating pussy gives you throat cancer specifically one pussy y'all can't get past that no you can't you know like it's too big of an insult to that lady's vagina man she has to break up with you for the sake of her honor well maybe it's if half glass half full type thing because maybe he just like his throat wasn't strong enough for the awesomeness of, of her vagina so mm-hmm. you know i was kind of intrigued you know mm-hmm. it's like dang maybe i'm up the challenge maybe i won't get the cancer well see i'm not I'm, i was not that intrigued because i'm not taking that chance <laughs> in my throat you know what i'm saying like who gonna take the chance of throat cancer with anybody's vagina there's plenty of other vaginas out here that are throat cancer free yes there is it doesn't even make sense to, to make that to take that chance it doesn't even matter how fine the woman is but uh he revealed that he lied about having stage four throat cancer uh when speaking with samuel jackson on the uk talk show this morning <laughs> do you got cancer motherfucker um, I <laughs> scared him into telling the truth. Yeah, the recent Emmy winner said he was actually diagnosed with tongue cancer. Oh, okay. This is right before I had a big tour to for the sequel Wall to Wall Street. Uh, there's no way we can cancel the tour and say we don't feel well. You just got to come out and just tell them I've got cancer and that's it. Douglas 69 explained that his doctor advised that he might not want to publicly disclose that he had a disease with such a negative prognosis. Many who are diagnosed suffer from facial disfigurement. The surgeon said, let's just say it's throat cancer and added that the doctor told him that they had to have, he had to have surgery for tongue cancer is not going to be pretty. His doctor also said Douglas face losing part of his jaw and tongue. Douglas underwent aggressive chemotherapy and radiation treatment was declared tumor free in January 2011. Okay, cool. But why'd you have to say it was your your wife's vagina that gave it to you though? I feel like your doctor didn't say that. No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, We'll just say it's throat cancer. Can I say my wife gave it to me with her pussy? Uh, that's an odd request, Mr. Douglas. Uh, there's no proof that there's any scientific link to, uh, oral sex and throat cancer. Yeah, but I really hate that bitch. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I need to say something bad about her. And, uh, I'm just gonna roll with the story. I'm just gonna tell yeah. her that. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up, man. Um, what else happened? Oh, I saw this story. I thought this was neat. Uh, Texas Bar got in trouble, uh, for a joke that, you know, pretty hack, but I think, you know, kind of funny. Uh, they put on a sign, a sign outside the door that said, I like my beer like I like my violence domestic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, up top. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my. And nobody, nobody told them that was not appropriate. Uh, somebody did tell them that. Um, they found themselves in the middle of a domestic violence controversy after an employee posted a sign outside the bar that said, I like my beer like I like my violence domestic. After an Austin resident, Sita Kalandiez Sammy, oh know, Lord, that's how it's spelled, shared a sign of the picture, a picture of the sign on Facebook and Instagram. It grabbed national attention. I walked by the sign on Friday night. My first response was just anger. I currently am a volunteer at the women's shelter in Austin, so my sensitivity is extra high, but I think my reaction would have been the same regardless. Not only was it offensive, but it was also just bad humor. Oh, did they think most people was too drunk to even probably read the sign? Most people probably thought it was funny and chuckled and went in and bought a beer. Like they, I don't think most people really gave a fuck, to be honest. Um, And it is kind of that thing where if you offend one, like 
anything you put out there can't offend anybody right yes, like you, you never know what line people draw nope uh it's a matter of whether you understand behind it or not do you feel like that's funny enough do you feel like the point that you're making is you know worth you know taking the heat for uh obviously this bar doesn't think that i mean their bar and they probably were just like we trying to sell these drinks motherfucker we don't care and some you know one of the <laughs> one of the employees probably just wrote this on the sign they thought it was funny then it was like oh we're getting in trouble take it down right but i think the most people probably watched about this and didn't say anything but this is one of those cases where the it's like it's like if you make a joke about like retards or something like that and then somebody walks by and it's like i'll have you know my brother is developmentally challenged and Ah! I will not stand for this movie to be in national theaters because it has a joke about the word retard. And it's like, do you want to take your movie down or do you just go, yeah, we, we'll, we'll deal with this? Because this is part of what you do when you put offensive material out there into the world. Yes, sir. Well, they said, fuck that shit, man. We don't want no problems. Uh, they removed the sign the following morning and fired the employee responsible for posting the sign. Wow. Mini Bar does not condone that sign, said uh, owner Alex Elminger. I give my utmost apology and assure it won't happen again. As soon as it was brought to my attention, I wanted to do something to rectify the situation. So now Mini Bar plans to donate $1 of every domestic beer sold in the month of October to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence in recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Coincidentally, all beers are now a dollar more expensive than they were the night before. Of course. That is weird. <laughs> that is weird. But, um, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they ain't losing no profit. I just thought that was interesting, man. That's a nice little spin they played on that, be domestic violence like, uh, saviors now. Yeah, I, you know, it reminds me of the, um, when I was in school, I remember one time, uh, the teacher was like, write a sentence on the board that does such and such. Um, so I wrote something like, I like big breast or something like that <laughs> and, then, and then when she got mad at me i was like no chicken breast and she Aww. was like she was like go to the office and kick me out and made me go to the principal's office dang um, i was like she can't prove i wasn't talking about chicken breast but uh still, <laughs> i don't think that def no that don't work even the principal knew it wasn't shit though because i sat there for like 10 minutes they didn't even call my parents it's just like wait till the end of the fucking uh wait to the end of the uh period the class and, and, and go, go to the next go to your one. next period that that lady's obviously uptight you know but uh speaking of being uptight guys mm-hmm. twitter was very uptight for the last couple of days yes did y'all hear about adrian peterson's two-year-old son that guy yeah. yeah he got killed by the living boyfriend of the the mother of his son here's the thing um According to TMZ, who I do trust with their information, say what you TMZ, want. TMZ, they be knowing. Yeah, T- that should be their slogan. TMZ, we be knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finger snap. You're right. Yes. <laughs> Adrian Peterson only recently learned that he was the father of the two-year-old boy in South Dakota. He met him for the first time Thursday while the boy was on life support. What? Which means all those pictures that people have been sending around, Adrian Peterson kissing the kid at practice, wrong kid not this kid oh yeah that was yeah adrian jen that they had the pictures of yeah yeah yeah. but people were sending it around like this is just breaking my heart and it's like that's not that kid now i'm not saying it's not heartbreaking but right that's why are y'all killing his kid 
on Twitter. Come on now. Yeah, they're killing the wrong kids. Twitter just killed them. Twitter don't care, man. It be like, what? They will we'll get people you. mad in this moment. We'll kill everybody. We'll kill you. You're right. <laughs> Why? While we're at it, Morgan Freeman finally did. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> they got a movie next week. They died in the same plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, multiple sources connected to the situation tell us roughly two to three months ago, the mother of the child had a paternity test done with an ex she suspected to be the father in an effort to collect child support from him. But the test turned up negative, so the woman went to Adrian, with whom she had a sexual encounter several years ago. We're told Adrian was first informed of the matter. He didn't question the possibility he was the dad, but rather asked how he could help the situation. Damn, that's that, you kind of got to be a good dude to do that, because yeah. I feel like with all that money, you your first day would be like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need a test. Yeah. She's like, it, it could be yours. Well, what kind of 40 does he run? <laughs> sub four. Oh, 4.5. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's too slow. Yeah, he, run, he runs a sub 440, Adrian. We, Fuck, we, it's mine. It's got, definitely we, mine. We, we gotta get them numbers up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we gotta get the numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my, I send my personal trainer out there to work with the boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so uh apparently you wanted to help. Sources told us a few weeks ago AP started to plan a trip to South Dakota to meet the child for the first time. He was supposed to fly out later this month. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But when he heard the news about the attack on the two year old, Peterson dropped everything and jetted over to Sioux Falls. As soon as he could, we're told Adrian met the boy for the first time while the boy was on life support. Multiple sources tell us Adrian's been involved since the tragedy and was the one pushing to have the child's organs donated to other people in need of a transplant. Oh. As for the, the suspect, Joey Patterson, we're told Adrian has never met the guy. He reached out, we reached out to Adrian and the mother and the child for a comment. So far, no word back from either side. So again, I mean, who is, yeah. like, yeah, FTMZ. Like, who would, why would you try to get comment on something that, that just happened like that? Like, yeah. what are you going to say? Right. Yeah. Although that is what they do. Yeah. Like, and, and sometimes it works. Like, sometimes, yeah. no, no, it's between them getting cussed out and the cameraman getting pushed on the ground. Of but course. Sometimes you find out shit, you know? Yeah. Sounds like, easy. Right. Lamar Odom would just be like, get off me. I want to smoke my crack. And they're like, did you say crack? Did you say crack? And he runs off. They're like, this just said Lamar Odom smoked crack. Uh, the tragic. So also this article, um, cause like, and the reason I'm bringing this up, cause like Twitter went crazy with this story. Yeah. And, uh, there was this part that really made everybody turn into like, uh, the, the, the scene, the, the skit from, um, from the Wu Tang first album before Method Man starts. Uh, the tragic death of NFL star Adrian Peterson's son has many people saying it never had to happen. The man accused of killing the boy, Joseph Robert Patterson, had a history of domestic violence, including hitting a child, but had never been to jail for his actions. Minnesota Vikings running back Peterson only recently learned he had a son by a woman with whom he had a brief affair. He'd been planning to travel to Sioux Falls in South Dakota to meet the toddler, but he was notified to, that the boy had been rushed out of the hospital and was on life support. Pat Peterson, oh wait, Patterson, Peterson and Patterson, uh, Patterson, the the dude that that beat the kid, uh, who had been home alone with the boy, called nine one one, saying the child was choking, and that's not what the hospital personnel found. The injuries they found were head injuries. It was obvious to medical staff that abuse had taken place, and those injuries weren't accidental. Patterson only recently became the mother's current boyfriend. He was charged on Friday with aggravated assault on a child. The boy tragically died after the hearing. It was now it is now expected some degree of murder or manslaughter charge will be added to Patterson's file as early as Monday. Patterson has a history of domestic violence. Uh, he was indicted in June 2012 on several counts of simple assault, including involving an ex-girlfriend and her son, who was only three at the time. 
the woman asked for an order of protection and said in her petition that patterson had spanked her son so hard she had to ice down the welts on his buttocks she, she was granted the stay the stay away order but patterson was later charged with violating it as part of a plea deal patterson was sentenced to one year in jail for both cases but the time was suspended on the condition he attend domestic violence counseling which i'm assuming is the shortest counseling in the world mm-hmm. don't hit women oh okay and kids great you graduated a different woman also sought an sought an order of protection in 2004 Patterson has, who has another son of almost the same age plus a 10 year old son tweeted, he thank, he thanks, thanks to, oh wait, I'm sorry, Peterson, God, the Peterson Patterson thing is killing me. Peterson, who also has another son of almost the same age plus a 10 year old son tweeted, thanks to all his fans. So, like, once people found this out on Twitter, everybody was like, oh, this is what's wrong having men up in your house around your yeah, kids you supposed to know better you don't know you don't know what you're talking like this never should have had to happen what's wrong with women like it and, just completely turned yeah, into that and to me i've become very 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 frustrated about the whole situation a truthfully we don't know what the fuck happening we don't know anything about the situation we don't know anything a lot of people making assumptions and a lot of people think that they have the right to tell somebody else how to feel right. and how to deal with death and how to deal with their children and how to deal with situations when in reality a lot of people just talking and they don't give a fuck about a two-year-old that died and a lot of people use death as a as a platform to raise and push their own personal agendas which has nothing to do with adrian peterson and his family Family and the fact that somebody died I never want to go through the heartbreak of losing a child I do not know how it feels and most people don't know how it feels and if you do know how it feels just because something happened to you does not mean that everybody responds to death and, and, and the situation the same because he's they say he's supposed to play today a lot of people he shouldn't be playing who are you to tell him this and that's right. the problem that I have a lot of people putting their mouths on situations when they really do not know what's going on. Everybody grieves differently. Every some, some people get over it quick. Some people don't. Some people deal with it in various types of ways. And it's funny how, like I've said before, and I would continue to say this, when people are put in a spotlight of people, quote-unquote, have money, people want to strip them of their humanity. And, and coming out, I didn't even know about the situation between him and his father and all that stuff. See, people are running their mouths. They didn't even know. How would he suppose, how, how could he stop something? that he didn't even know this man was in this child's life and right. it's one of those he things. didn't even know the kid was it actually was was he actually to this to this second he doesn't really know no, the if kid the child, was that's right so he's just stepping up being a good person and so that's right. the part of the situation that pisses me off when everybody wants to bash this man for for, for, for just trying to step in and be a father yeah yeah and, and I, yeah go ahead well yeah going on as far as like the twitter type mom and stuff like that um, yeah, it's definitely kind of dicey because too, when they was tweeting out a picture of who the guy was, I got kind of scared for a second because he's like light skin. Mm-hmm. He kind of just like any like generic light skin dude. Oh. So and people, you know, tweeting those pictures out and stuff. So I just stayed away from that because people was already going after the wrong, what's the name? Robert Patterson or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They, they was tweeting the wrong Robert Patterson's and right. stuff like that. And we kind of like, covered this a couple weeks ago when we talked about, um, there was a guy who said some bullshit on like Facebook about not wanting to hire people with ethnic names. Right. And people tracked his name down to the wrong businesses. Yes, they did. Had yeah. all their information on the internet. And those people were like, that dude doesn't work here and we don't know him. Right. Like what, why are y'all doing this? And that's, that's that Twitter vigilantism. Not to mention, I mean, 
if motherfuckers was really out here on some I'll beat your nuts with a spike baseball bat for for touching. I, sir, I, I yeah, a hole and spin you. Yeah, I, I, I saw you. I saw your asshole shut and keep feeding you and feeding you. <laughs> like if, if if people were really on 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 that shit all the, like for for this, then I wouldn't be reading so many of these articles every day. People have no idea how many articles we don't cover. Yes. Like, th- this is just me, this is just me randomly going to one of our websites looking up articles. Here's some articles we didn't cover. Howard Lewis accused of killing his son and hanging him from a doorknob. His son, <gasps> his son was 18 months old. Shit. Teen charge, a teen is charged with chucking a newborn out of a window. Wow. A bruised boy was found on a neighbor's porch. Police told the the mom told the police she did he told the mom that his well he told the police that his mom said she didn't want him anymore he was four years old so she beat him up and he was found on a neighbor's porch uh malnourished boys living in filth speaking in grunts yep two parents that just decided fuck that grandma grandma admits to beating baby to death with a sledgehammer oh my goodness Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the ones we the, didn't we, cover. Oh no, we can't read this. No, we, this that's some shit that we just can't make fun of y'all. Mm-hmm. Woman accused of raping two infants at a daycare where she worked. Oh, uh, registered sex offender arrested after she records herself raping a toddler. Wow. Yeah, this is just the front page of uh, DreamingDemon.com. Just one of the places we get some of our articles. But there's constantly shit like this happening in the world all the time. But because it involves a famous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people didn't even do their research and they got these pictures and shit. They're blaming the mother. They're blaming Adrian Peterson. They're talking about what they would do to somebody. Just, it, it's just, just stop. Like, yes. it's, it's, what happened to shit just being tragic? And, yeah. and my thing is this. I guess I'm old school. What happened to come to Sam, somebody say, that's some fucked up shit and walking the fuck away? That's yeah. fucked up shit. I'm sorry for it your loss. Yeah, it doesn't need to be somebody's fault. It and doesn't need to away. like, like, cause honestly, man, like, how, how many people that were like, she should have known that that man was gonna be around her kid at all. She should have known everything about him. How many people can honestly say that every date they've gone out on, every person they've ever allowed in their house, they've done like a actual background check, an actual like, yeah, police background check on all of them. Like, you know, I, I I feel like if if you felt like there wasn't anything to suspect, nothing nothing had ever happened with you and this person, you like most people would not know. Yeah, and, and, and like she like an ancient person, like the child made it to two. Yeah, um, I mean she, I mean she made a mistake, obviously, but at the same time she still lost a son that she raised for two years. Right, and the um, most important thing Twitter needs to let her know is that it's her fault. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, if y'all know her Twitter, send her condolences and leave it at that. I don't know. They probably did find a Twitter and all the other stuff. But, yeah, yeah, at this time, instead of trying to do that victim blaming and and all that type of stuff, just send your RIPs out to Adrian Peterson, send it out to the mom, and then just be done with it. All that other vigilante stuff needs to stop. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. People turn psycho about this shit. Yeah, and it's cool as long as it's not you. Like, Like, honestly, people don't give a fuck if it's not them. Uh, here's another great story about a young child. This is a 16 year old. Uh, Nebraska court ruled that a 16 year old who got pregnant is too immature for an abortion. <laughs> but completely, perfectly fine to raise a child by herself. 
Nebraska Supreme Court denied a 16-year-old foster child's request for an abortion on Friday because she was not significantly mature to make the decision herself. So instead, this immature young woman who does not want a baby will have to become a mother. The teenager identified in the court ruling as Anonymous 5 showed the evidence to uh, of mature reasoning at a confidential hearing. She worried that she didn't have the financial resources to support a child or be the right mom that I would like to be right now. Yet District Judge uh, Peter C. Battalion, whom the Raw Story reports once served on the committee for an Omaha anti-abortion group, disagreed. And the Supreme Court upheld his ruling in a split vote 5-2. to two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is one of eight states that requires girls of 17 or younger to obtain written notarized consent from a parent or guardian before undergoing an abortion. Um, as as the Gut Matcher Institute reports, 39 states insist on some form of parental involvement in the decision. The majority, though, don't also require notarization. Since Anonymous 5 is a ward of the State Department of Health and Human Services, she actually requested the abortion at a confidential hearing, dissolving the parental rights of her biological mother and father who were physically abusive. She doesn't have anyone to grant her consent. She is in legal limo, limbo, a quandary of the legislature's make, making, uh, wrote Judge William Connolly in his Supreme Court minority opinion. Uh, Judge Battalion claimed that the, the teenager's new foster parents could function as her guardians, though defense attorney Catherine Mahern notes that the Nebraska Department of Health regulations suggest otherwise. Either way, at her hearing, the young woman said she did not want to involve her foster family because they had strong religious beliefs. She feared that if they found out about her pregnancy, she would lose her placement. So she was like, I'm trying to keep them from even knowing about this shit because they're going to be like, oh, the Lord didn't say you could be fucking and get out the house. You know, the parental involvement proviso can be waived in the court. But only under certain conditions in Nebraska, those conditions stipulate that there'll be clear and convincing evidence that the minor is sufficiently mature and well informed to choose an abortion. You can see where that's going. The teen lacks a lack of parents and reluctance to involve new guardians who may or may not have the legal authority to grant consent through her at the mercy of a judge who objects to the abortion on ideological grounds. So she can't get an abortion, which is funny to me. Because, you know, this is always like one of those issues where I think a lot of people get very uptight about no matter what your political leaning is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel like, well, if my child wanted to have abortion without telling me I would be, you know, that I don't want that to be able to happen. So, you know, I understand where the court is coming from. Here's the thing. If your kid is fucking, it's too late. True. Yeah. They're mature enough to fuck without you being involved in any way, shape, form or fashion then at that point this is one of the risks of having sex and it should be that decision and it doesn't even matter what age honestly like if your kid is out here having consensual sex with someone else of you know the same age group you know not saying like statutory rape Rape and shit but like like, yeah if they get pregnant which is one of the risks of having sex yes it is the decision is theirs but it it yep. just is is you you're in denial if you think it's not like yes, they already are. made the decision that you had nothing to do with is 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 unfortunate because there's just no number you can attach to that there's it's not like well at 14 that's right it's 18 that's right at 20 is right it, it doesn't matter like even if they live under your house even if they eat your food even like no matter how much control you think you have once they are fucking someone else and they assume the risk of STDs, pregnancies, uh, all that stuff. It's too late. Yeah. 
and the thing, and I think the most fucked up part about it is that as much as a lot of people complain about having children on the system or well, she's trying to help prevent that. She's like, look, I don't want the baby. I know I can't take care of it. Right. I know I'm in a financial situation. And what's going to happen, you're going to end up putting me and my child in a homeless situation because the family that I'm with probably will, they, 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 they're not they going to cool want it. another child because yeah. they're going to need to take care of me and my child. It's like they're going to fuck all that, just deal with the consequences, but we don't want to pay for this child on the system, which is what she's telling you in advance this is going to happen. I, I just ran off a list of articles about people that obviously were not mature enough to have a child even as adults no i'm saying people just killing kids and shit yeah grown people this is a crazy ass responsibility to hoist on someone just book out of almost spitefulness you know you out here having sex deal with the consequences you're gonna have this baby you're gonna deal with this baby for the rest of your life be miserable motherfucker like i am with my kids that i meant to have a lot of people do that dude but yeah when you look at the, uh, so much uh, you know like half those fucking articles like mom beats kid to death with a tire iron you're like god damn like there's nothing a one-year-old could have done to deserve that <laughs> shit that's the truth you know fix that flat Right, it went quick enough. wasn't moving fast enough. Running the short forty time. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was crazy. Uh, Let's play some games, man. We got some games around here. Let's lighten the mood. Uh, First thing we got to play is, of course, fucking with black people. Why is it so quiet? Hold on. I don't know. Let me turn this back up. It's very disrespectful. Here we go. Let's try it again. We're just fucking with the black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with. We're fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Ooh, 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 yeah. I love them. Never leave them. Fucking <laughs> with what? black people. Yeah. Drizzy. That's right, y'all. It's time to play our game that goes around the world and comes back again. Fucking with ah! black people. Today's contestant on fucking with black people is actually Dr. Ben Carson. That's right. Come on down, Ben. It's time oh, to play some fucking with black jazzy. people. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ben Carson says uh, Obamacare is the worst thing since slavery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Since slavery, y'all. Right. <laughs> uh, he is black, by the way, so he would know. Rising Republican superstar Dr. Ben Carson slammed Obamacare in a speech on Friday, comparing it to the worst periods in U.S. history. He was also wearing a bow tie. Take that with what you uh, will. Yeah. Speaking at the Conservative Values Voters Summit on Friday, the famed neurosurgeon told delegates, I have to tell you, Obamacare is really, I think, the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery, and it is slavery in a way. Uh, <laughs> like, how he you, ain't backing down either. Like how you work on you work on brains, but you're so dumb. Like <laughs> I like I had so much respect for for Ben Carson. Like uh, it it makes no. And then the fact you're a doctor, you 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 call it Obamacare, not Affordable Care Act. Like yeah. you don't even use the correct term for the, the program. That's why most people uh, in our country let me down. Uh, most people in our country don't know that they, they, they're the same thing. Well, that was the worst thing about slavery, <laughs> like slavery. And you, you know, it's in, it's documented in so many history books. And, uh, you know, if you see roots and stuff like that, like the healthcare was just too abundant. And ah! a lot of slaves had problems with that, man. You know, where it's like, wow, 
let me be sick and die stop taking such good care of me for free you know like i hate that my health care is so affordable right now um everybody knows that it's a big problem with slavery like i i mean the work was one thing and not being paid for it man but the health care oh just oh no yeah and see the thing about slavery though why it was so accepted by whites for so long is because it was called the free job care act mm-hmm. and that's the name that they referred to so it's just you know it's a terminology thing yep. once uh, they switched you know. it once they ah! switched it to lincoln care the southern states didn't like it they was like lincoln care mm-hmm. mm, time to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> not into this um but uh carson who has who's spoken on many conservative platforms has criticized the uh health care law before said that it was making americans subservient and linked the law to socialism and communism it is making all of us subservient to the government and it was never about health care it was about control that's why when this administration took office it didn't matter what the country that the country was going off a cliff economically all forces were directed toward getting this legislation passed and why did they want to pass it so badly? Well, as I said the other night on television, Vladimir Lenin, one of the fathers of socialism and communism, said the socialized medicine is the keystone to the establishment of a socialist state. I give this man a hundred. Me too, because he didn't yes. back down. And he black, and he talking about, he brought up slavery. Mm-hmm. And uh this is the kind of thing that a lot of black people are going to read and be very upset by. So I got to give this man a hundred points for fucking with black people, man. This, is this uh, the first hundred y'all ever given out? No, we've given out hundreds before, but uh, yeah, this, they're rarity. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't happen often, but this dude just knocked it out the park, man. Um, all right, I guess we need to go ahead and get into some guest to race, guys. Uh, let's let's play some of that. Time for some guest to race. That's right, it's guest to race time. I guess the race, love these women I marry them, then I guess the face, and then I meet the parents, take them home, cause that's when I'm all over the place, Drizzy. Hey, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show crossing all the podcast land, where we <laughs> read articles, and we have our guest today, Ty Diamond, uh, who will be guessing the race of the parties involved. Also, the chat room plays along, and the chat room is quite racist. Yes, they are. Ty Diamond, are you ready to play some Guess the Race? Yeah. All right, let's do it. First story up. And Ephrata, I don't know where that is. Uh, Lancaster? What is that, South Carolina? I don't know. And Ephrata man was jailed Wednesday for beating his wife when she didn't address him as sir in front of their kids. Hmm. That's, I guess it's all about respect, you know. Um, That's some real respect. Can't, can't have your wife calling you by your first name in front of the kids. What are the kids going to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, now the kids think your name is Dan. No, your name is Sir. Ah! Dan Kirby Cop, 55, routinely beat his wife with a wooden paddle or his hand in a way of, as a way of disciplining her for not showing the proper respect, according to investigators. Like, he like those domestic violence sandwiches. <laughs> He's goes. like, can I get a domestic beer? <laughs> I, I like my beers like I like my, my beatings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a local jury convicted cop Tuesday like- afternoon of misdemeanor stalking and harassment after a day-long trial before Lancaster County Judge Dennis Renaka. Oh, does, does he like his beer like he like her eyes black? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like dark beer. Yes. The jury, the jury 
took about an hour to deliberate before announcing the verdict at 3 p.m uh renneker sentenced cop to one to 23 months damn that's a long range one to 23 what is that that could be anywhere hey man you could be in that from 30 days to two years i i don't, I don't know. know just depending on how they feel you know uh followed by a year of parole cop represented by attorney michael e McHale, also was ordered to pay 500 hundred dollar fine and have no contact with his now estranged wife according to the charging documents cop would take his wife over his knee and spank her <gasps> so she would learn a lesson this sounds kind of kinky I wonder if she was into this and then at some point she stopped. You got too far. Yeah, you might have hit her too hard. It was cute at first. Yeah, she thought it was funny at first. It's like, oh, you're so silly. And then she started, he started being serious about it. Yeah, it was turning on. Then it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Them, that's, that's, that lick was a little too hard. Yeah, this is what happens when 50 Shades of Grey turn into 50 Shades of Black and Blue. Yeah. <laughs> the wife had enough by October 2012 and went to a Friday police to report the abuse. She told Officer Cop that who was sick she told the officers that cop who was six foot five 230 pounds abused her as a mean of disciplining her for disobedience to him for undermining his parenting she used the iphone to videotape one of the beatings which was shown to jurors wonder how she pulled that off that's true Mm, it must not be too too uh tech savvy yeah was she doing like a selfie while she was getting a whooping she must have had him in the background the video shows cop beating the woman with a paddle for not addressing him as yes sir prior to the beating cop showed her the paddle and gave her the count to on the count of three to comply wait gave her to the count of three to comply so wait, he was like call me sir and she was like no he was like you got to a three and she was like i'm not doing it he's like okay i'm gonna get the paddle Cop also warned his wife that next time he would cast demons out of her. What the, that sounds freaky too. With my dick. After the verdict, <laughs> Ronica allowed Cop to report to the Lancaster County Prison on Wednesday to begin his sentence. The stalking charge, more serious than civil assault, regards a cycle of abuse and intimidation. According to the charging documents, because cop, the cops have children involved in sports, the judge ordered that each parent stand on opposing sides or at least 50 yards apart during the game or events. Well, sports always bring the family together, am I right? Guess the race of Mr. Dan Kirby Cop. Oh, uh, he is the color that Ben Carson wish he was. <laughs> oh. oh, man. The chat room says, uh, one, one of the Klansmen from Django. Oh. Goose stepping neo Nazi who got mad that his wench didn't lick the Negroid blood off his boots. Aww. That drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. I said, call me Massa, said Redbone Sonya. Do you suck dicks, Private Pile? Drill Sergeant White. <laughs> white, white. Horse Humper, white. Member of Westboro Baptist Church, white. A black woman would have killed him. Big Brother Dean, all whitey. The white version of Major Pay. The correct answer is, is white. Everybody got it right. Congratulations, y'all. Good job. Good job. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to the next one. I think I can see if I can play the audio of this by refreshing it first. And just give that a second because you know how we do, guys, here at the Blackout Tips. Um, all right. Let's see if this will play. Oh, well, fuck it then. Don't play. 
But first here at 10 o'clock, from a fake wedding to a virtual DJ job, we're learning more about the activities of the Tulsa parents accused of starving their toddler. Elizabeth Pester and Mark Knapp were arrested for child abuse and neglect. News on 6 reporter Tess Monty is live with tonight's top story. Tess? Jen Terry in an affidavit that was filed today. It shows that police are looking into whether or not that couple's computer time could have been a factor in the alleged neglect. This is the apartment where police say Elizabeth Pester and Mark Knapp lived in a fantasy world while severely neglecting their nearly three-year-old daughter. Court documents show the couple's child was taken into DHS custody in 2010 within weeks of her birth. The affidavit indicates Pester and Knapp were not spending time with the child and she was having feeding issues. Three months later, court papers say the little girl was returned to her parents. In June 2012, the little girl was taken to a hospital malnourished, weighing only 13 pounds. It was then that court papers show DHS referred the parents to Sooner Start, and a therapist there was to visit the child weekly for a weigh-in. Court papers say a therapist checked in on the girl four times and weighed her only twice in about five months. Police say the parents weren't cooperative with the therapist, but say Sooner Start never reported the problem to DHS. The affidavit says Pester told the therapist she was a late-night DJ, but police say the couple was immersed in an online fantasy world. Uh-oh. We found Pester's picture on this Facebook page for a virtual DJ. There are also pictures of a virtual birthday party and a wedding with a caption, the most amazing night a bride could have. I won't trade it for the world. On the same page, a post was made saying, sick and tired of drama. When it starts to involve real life, blank gets serious. Documents say Pester and Knapp were playing computer games when they were arrested and told police they Ah! spend all their time online. I did contact Sooner Start for a comment, but I've yet to receive a call back. I did, however, speak with DHS, and while it couldn't comment on this specific case, it says that Sooner Start is one of several service providers it uses on a regular basis. Reporting live in Tulsa, Tess Money, News on 6 Tonight. Mm. Yeah, so these motherfuckers are too busy playing Second Life, Second Life, mm-hmm. the online fantasy world playing role playing game. Yep. Post on Facebook in order to uh, rather than raise their kids. Mm. Elizabeth Pester and Mark Nap. I'm assuming they felt like the kid was pestering them, so it made them take a nap over and over and over again, so the kid never ate. Uh, guess the race, Ty. Uh. The color of people that wear leather jogging pants. <laughs> All right. Let's check the chat room. Why did the little Kim at the Biggie dot? Oh, Why man. was the baby? Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's she's Asian now. Yeah. Why was the baby giving back white parents? White, wiggity white. The Sim son, white. Pinterest obsessed looking at pictures of grilled cheese sandwiches, white. Oh. White bread that appeared out to catch a predator, white, white. We nerd too hard white. One who would <laughs> attend a Fandango party white. White. Aww. Sammy Sosa is, is Alaska white. Eggshell. Bitch, if you ain't found a sword on level five, you get no dinner white. Now go make a house on Sims and get out of my face. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, wanna be white. The correct answer is yes. white. It was white people, y'all.
Yeah, that that is crazy. Like, I'm going to play video games all day to the point of not raising my kid? The fuck? Mm. How? When did that? How? I mean, I think the only silver lining to this story is that now the, the child is the perfect size to be a Victoria's Secret model. So. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Ah! Plus, uh, I, zero. from my understanding, the kid will automatically be level five when they enter second life. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Rogelio Edna of Edinburgh, Texas, was home alone with his wife Tuesday night when two masked men forced their way in and abducted him at gunpoint. Terrified, Maria Hernandez phoned the local sheriff's department to report the kidnapping. The Hidalgo County Sheriff's Office soon launched a large manhunt for Ed and and the Verde's abductors that involved two a dozen deputies and a Department of Public Safety helicopter. Several hours into the search, Sheriff Guadalupe Trevino had no choice but to call his men back after all their leads went cold. Then on Thursday morning, Anaverde suddenly returned home, claiming that his captors had decided to show him mercy and let him go. But investigators weren't buying it, and after some prodding, Anaverde eventually coughed up the truth. He staged the kidnapping so he could spend time with his friends and party. Wow. I know what you guys are thinking. That lady must have been a bitch. And I agree. But ah! there's no excuse for what he did. There's no excuse. Right. Um, we're, Well, he's going to party in jail now, Trevino told the a real hard. The monitor. It's a humor. It's humorous in a way, but it's also very serious. The 34 year old was arrested and charged a misdemeanor false report to a police officer. No word yet on whether his fake kidnapping friends will also be charged with a crime. I wonder if they were kidnapping him and she really knew deep down that it was his friends. It's like, come on, John. Let him go. Hector, Hector, let, put him down. I see your tattoo. I see your wedding ring. Okay, that, Sonya gave that to you. Um, uh, as much trouble as Anna Verde is in, Trevino believes it's nothing compared to what's waiting him at home. Now you gotta go home and explain it to your wife, he said. It's probably gonna cost him. Guess the race of Mr. Uh, Rogelio and a verde. Uh, oh, this is easy. Uh, one whose back is wet before they hit the shower. All right. Chat room says Fitz jumping roadside fruit sales representative, says Leonard Brothers. Aaron Hernandez, pinata beating cousins Mexican. One who cooks exclusively. Oh, one who is in Arizona. <laughs> one who cooks exclusively with Goya products and eats rice and beans, uh, with everything. Latino dude, bro, who wanted to put his beef in other ladies' tacos. Oh, my. The Frito Bandito. Should have faked the fugue state. Can't stand in for Tuco. (laughs) One of the illegals trying to escape from Trevor on GTA 5. (laughs) Only likes beans and rice Mexican. Phenom would yell, Ezio, after seeing him get beat up white. Mexican with a whole bunch of kids. One who loves the sound of bachata and abuses adobo spices, Latino. We did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Nos hacemos. Oh, Lord. Uh, future lawn cutting border jumper. Opposite of dry front. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn. Oh, that might be the best one of the day. Uh, Mexican and Hispanic. The correct answer is <laughs> Latino. So everybody got that right except one person. <laughs> one person did guess white. Yes. 
all right let's take this to the bonus man all right ty's got all of them so far let's see if he can continue his streak in the bonus rounds of guess the race double the points double the race double the points double the race that's right double the points double the pain double the teardrops that fall like rain drizzy that's right guys time for double double bonus points guess the race (laughs) (laughs) uh a teacher was killed in front of her students Mm mm-hmm that's right guys Mm. it's getting serious on guess the race if the baby ultimate show and tell if a starving baby wasn't enough faking a kidnapping and beating your wife well now it goes to murder (laughs) a long beach man was arrested for stabbing a teacher in front of two dozen of her students (gasps) friday in a long beach park official said wow i know summertime in the lbc Stephen Brown, 50 years old, the father of the slain woman's grandchildren, was arrested on suspicion of murder shortly after the stabbing Friday afternoon. Kelly Taylor, 53, was in Elizabeth Park, was in Elizabeth Park across the street from the Huntington Academy watching her students play when a man later identified as Brown approached her and stabbed her in the neck, according to Pamela Huffman, mm. Taylor's youngest sister who also works at the school. Huffman said her sister had custody of her grandchildren, which has caused friction with Brown. And custody is a motherfucking dog. Like, so many of these crimes happen because of custody. And you know it's crazy because in a custody battle when someone dies, obviously your ass is the number one suspect. Come on now. And then you lose custody again. Yeah, no one ever gets away with these. But people, like, they must just be infuriated. Just like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And it's like, why? Because I can't get custody of my kids. If you kill them, you'll never get them. <laughs> you sure won't. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck, man. Just they can't have them. <laughs> Ain't none of us going to have them. Huffman said her sister had custody of the grandchildren. Yeah. Huffman said her sister and two other teachers were in the park around 1.30 Friday afternoon. Damn, broad daylight. Uh, at the, Watching as the children played in the jungle gym, part of the weekly outing. Uh, called Fun Friday. Well, it wasn't so much fun Friday after that for those kids. I turned to murder Friday. After Taylor was stabbed, some of the children ran back to the school and told Huffman, whose family owns and operates the school. How could they do something like this in front of these babies, Huffman said. All I could do was run to her and I saw her slip away. I knew she wasn't going to make it. Well, way to be positive. Uh, Taylor was a teacher and aide who caught at all levels of the small K through six school. What am I going to tell my mother, Huffman said. The woman's the women's mother is Carrie Bryant, the director of the school who also owns Creative Arts Preschool. Huffman said Taylor has three children and a husband. On Friday afternoon, Huffman was directing parents who were picking up their children, telling them to go through the back instead of the front of the school. Parents were exclaiming shock as these small children were described, uh, small children were describing what happened. Something told me I should have come in and volunteered today, said one father who picked up his child. He hugged Huffman and expressed his concern for Huffman and her family. Yeah, I wonder if any of these people are going to later sue the school because, you know, that's what America does now. Yeah. Uh, you let my kids see someone get murdered? It's like, I lost my sister. I want a million dollars. They ain't had no control over that. Uh, counselors will be made available to students and staff Monday. 
I wonder also if any of the parents, like, if they had to call them, because, you know, normally they make you call, like, hey, this happened at the school, you want to go get your kid? Uh, these babies are not going to want to go back to that park, she said. That was our park, our park. Now what are we going to do? Uh, uh, as Huffman hugged two students as they left, one little boy said, we're going to pray for Miss Kelly. Uh, Brown was booked in the Long Beach County Jail and is being held on $1 million bail. Guess the race of Mr. Brown. Okay. Stephen uh, Brown. I have I have an answer, but I just want to say it's sad because do we know if the, if the teacher was able to have sex with any of the students yet? Uh, probably not because they were all, it was like K through six. So, you know, she probably was grooming them. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. They were, uh, they were pre-pubescent with their pubic hair. Mm, okay. That's, that's a shame. Uh, okay. So anyway, I think Mr. Brown is Mr. Black. All right. When you go outside a, a man's head or a woman's black. Oh, black Grove Street OG getting another teardrop tat in lockup <laughs> with so much drama in the LBC black says Shayna Pope's is playing in the park because they don't have a front lawn credit score less than that Jordan shoe size Cali Coon. Oh, Lord. One who runs with Sam Crow. Luke, I am your father, Darth Vader, black, black. Lamar from Grand Theft Auto 5, black, and said LBC after he did it. Mr. Oh, Brown man. is brown, no Tyler Perry. Colored man that didn't think through his plan. The correct answer is yes. black. Yeah. Someone said white. <laughs> Someone always got to go white. Um, All right, man. Last story. For for double the points, here we go. Can Ty tapping on the go, road? Can he go, go perfect? He's doing very well so We're rooting far. Rooting for you. Let me uh, as attention builds, let me refresh this article so ah! we can play the video. Cause why not? Why not? Um, just take a second here, okay? All right, let's see if it'll play now. Tonight, students and parents are shocked by the arrest of this Kissimmee teacher and minister, who police say was sending and receiving naked pictures to a 16-year-old student for the past year. And he never seemed like that kind of person. Police say Wayne Brown, who is married with kids, says he loved the teenager. It was his wife who first told school staff members about those pictures. We broke the news of Brown's arrest on Eyewitness News at 4 when he was taken away to jail. And since then, Eyewitness News at 10's Renee Stoll went by Mavericks High School and the church where Brown worked. Tonight, she's live at the Osceola County Jail, where he could post bond and walk out at any time. Renee, school officials were trying to keep Brown's arrest under wraps. Well, students told us that they were told by school officials that Brown was on vacation. Well, I'm sure being locked up here at the jail is not the kind of vacation Brown was hoping for. Everybody didn't expect that from Mr. Brown, I say, especially now Mr. Brown. Parents and students we talked to at Mavericks Charter High School in Kissimmee say they looked at 34-year-old Wayne Brown as a mentor and positive figure. Like, he was always friendly. He helped people out. He helped kids graduate. I'm really shocked because he was a nice, nice man. Yeah. So it came as a great surprise that Brown was arrested for allegedly sending and receiving inappropriate texts and naked pictures to a 16-year-old girl at the school. A girl Get that it. he told detectives he had deep feelings for. Are you really in love with her? The wife was the one who had mentioned to another worker that he was receiving explicit um, photos from females. So that's what started the ball rolling. 
However, when we went to Brown's home, his wife didn't want to talk to us about the pictures. Of course. Police are concerned there could be more victims, not just at the school, but also at Living Word Church, where he's a minister. Reports show he told police he took special interest in the victim because she had issues at home and bought her expensive gifts. Initially, he didn't admit to sending and receiving the photos, but later came clean with detectives. But both the victim and Brown say it never got physical. You know, this starts it, so I'm glad we were able to stop it before it got to that situation. Now, police say they are still checking Brown's phone for more victims. Students told us that within the last few weeks, Brown was moved from an administrative position to a lower level position. We tried to talk to the school about his employment. However, we were told no comment and got hung up on. Reporting live at the Osceola County Jail, Renee Stoll, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. Why do they always act surprised when people are like, I don't want to talk to y'all niggas because y'all got cameras? First of all, oh, Florida, we almost made it. Oh, shit. Last article of the show. Just wow. Every fucking week. Every week. It just never fails. Um, second of all, yeah, I don't know why they, ex- I mean, I guess it's their job. Maybe sometimes you do get a comment. Maybe somebody comes out, you true. know, an angry wife might come out and be like, yeah, you was fucking all the little kids. Fuck them, take true. him to prison, <laughs> kill his ass. I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah, so I, I guess you'd rather try. And, uh, since she was the one that turned him in, you know? But yeah, dude was also a pastor. Like Jesus Christ, man! Laid hands on her mm-hmm. on her head as she delved down onto his penis. I understand you're having some problems at home, and uh, I'd like to help contribute to those by sending you my dick. Yeah. Um. Get, guess the race, Ty. Receive these holy words on your face. Mark <laughs> it off. Uh. Oh, I, I don't know. I think this brown is is white. Wayne Brown, a white man. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe about Wayne Brown. Jimmy Swagger, Kitty Fiddler White. Uh-oh. Brown in name only, Oreo filling. Yeah. One who enjoys stepping in the name of love with happy people and lives by philosophy. Age ain't nothing but, lives by the philosophy of age ain't nothing but a number. Oh. Married and receiving news. Oh, he's down with black Twitter. Hate scandal because black women like it. Black. Oh, Lord. <laughs> hmm. Not immediately fired. Somehow still black. Wayne Brown. Dead giveaway. Luna Locust. Future Lifetime original movie. White. Eddie Long's little brother. Church services oh. in 45. Church services is 45 minutes white. <laughs> white people be having shit to do, man. Yeah. Minister black preacher. Instagramming new balances and gourmet casseroles in between his tweet meat tweets. White. Oh, What's good with them news, black? This got black texted all over it. <laughs> white. This is the most divisive story of the show. People yeah. can't decide if it's black or white. They seem to like really believe one way or the other. The correct answer is black. Uh. Oh, wait. That means Ty lost. Ty, lost. Uh. Ty was getting too full of himself. Everybody else? Good job, y'all. Way to stay humble. Of course, you know who <laughs> never stays humble? People that own swords. Of course. St. Thomas police used a stun gun, the official weapon of the blackout tips. Damn right. To take down a 51-year-old man who was welding two swords. Two swords. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Double the slice, double the taste. Double the cut. Um, double the blood. The outcome... Yes. 
could have been even more serious had police not used the weapon police said uh of course police said that i mean come on <laughs> it's kind of isn't that kind of a loaded question it could have been even worse if we didn't have shot the nigga like well obviously the situation could have ended a lot differently said constable jeff delu um yesterday the use of a taser saved this man's life it was the first time city police have used a stun gun this year the incident occurred because <laughs> every other time they use bullets <laughs> the incident started at 2 40 p.m as a domestic dispute um when officers arrived the man was waiting in the garage with two swords oh shit he was ready wasn't he police tried to de-escalate the situation but were unable to calm the man a taser was deployed and was successful the man was taken to St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital for a checkup. Inspector Mark Treyashevich said the, the man who had been drinking was confrontational, was armed with two samurai style swords and a meter long with meter long blades and was walking around the neighborhood. He wanted police to shoot him. A negotiator was called in but was unable to convince the man to surrender. The incident ended around 30 minutes after it began when a supervisory officer used a taser. Saint, a St. Thomas man faces dangerous weapon charges. He was held overnight for a court appearance. Police, no police officers were hurt. So, yeah, at least they got this scum off the streets. But, you know, I feel like they're not going to take it serious. They need to keep him away from all forms of swords uh, in the future. And, uh, yeah, this is one of those times where the taser saved everybody's life involved. And that's why it's the official weapon of the show. Ty, man, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Thank you for having me as always, man. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. Uh, good luck with all the real estate stuff. Uh, Ty.battle at metrobrokers.com. That, that's the email address. I, I make sure I stress that. Yeah. That's the email address. Hit me up. Um, also my number, 404-825-5864. Uh, whatever you need, even if you're trying to rent, because some people don't think you can have an agent and use them to find this as far as like a rental house or an apartment, whatever. I do it all. So yep. hit me up. Hit him up, guys. You see, obviously knows what he's talking about. Um, shadowdogproductions.com. Go check out the, uh, audio, um, uh, commentary that we did for the movie Final Archive. That would be cool if you guys, if you would do that. Also, go to tweakedaudio.com, buy some headphones. We get a little bit of that money. Just use the code TBGWT. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Uh, can't wait to talk to y'all then. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.